0: Welcome to On Target, the Local Search Association's podcast exploring the intersection of technology, media, and local commerce. This edition of On Target is brought to you by the Tech Adoption Index, the LSA's business intelligence service tracking the small business shift to the cloud. To learn more about the Tech Adoption Index, go to techadoptionindex.com. Hello everyone, welcome to On Target. I'm Charles Lachlan from the Local Search Association and the Tech Adoption Index. Today's episode is uh, features an interview with Brendan King, who's CEO of Vendasta. People uh, know Vendasta well and they know the Vendasta team pretty well. They're a fixture at all the conferences in the industry. They're very fun guys, but they're also really sharp guys who work really hard and have built a pretty amazing platform that basically gives agencies and its other resellers, including media companies, a platform to to sell to small businesses, basically everything they need to uh, enable small businesses with digital marketing services. So we talked to Brendan about how he sees the industry moving forward, how the small business is changing, and the importance of being tech first in your approach to the small business market. So why don't we just go right to the interview and hear what Brendan has to say. My guest today is Brendan King, who is CEO of Vendasta. Hey, Brendan. Thanks, Charles. How's it going today? Fantastic. Happy to be here. Great, great. So it's, what is it? It's March 7th. How many miles have you logged so far this year, Brendan? <laughs> you know, I am uh, I think I'm a, uh, almost to 70,000 already. Yeah. So that's, we'll get to that later, sort of yeah. the... The Vendasta way of doing things. So, Brendan, you're pretty well known around the industry. Vendasta is reasonably well known, very well known in the, in the sort of mm-hmm. local space, but I'm not sure everyone knows the foundation story of Vendasta. Maybe you can give us the abridged version.
1: Sure. So, Vendasta was founded by a group of folks that had worked at a different company called Point2. We built a product for real estate agents uh, where they could uh, have a website they could control and syndicate their listings to, you know, Zillow, Truly, and different MLSs. It had about 160,000 real estate agents using that product and uh, when we left Point 2 in 2007, we had a completely different idea. We're going to build a product for consumers where they could share their home online with their friends and family. Um, and we're going to connect them with service providers like contractors, uh, painters, landscapers. And, and those folks could manage their reputation. We're going to connect the two together to monetize the transaction. We were a little early on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we found out that people didn't want to share their home online back in 2008. Um, but we had this huge demand for reputation intelligence, um, and businesses really wanted it. But we knew that we didn't want to, you know, sell direct to small businesses. So we were looking for folks that had a need to sell digital solutions to small businesses, and that was folks in the media space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their revenue has sort of fallen off a cliff, newspaper, uh, yellow pages, mm-hmm. and they, uh, their advertising wasn't effective anymore because people could, you know, when, when they saw the ad, in the past, they had to either call the business or go see the business. And now, um, you know, people were just Googling and uh, finding the business online. And so they needed to be found, listings, they needed to have a good reputation, and mm-hmm. they liked and have a social uh, presence. And so that's really how we started as a point solution provider, um, dealing through folks that already had that relationship with small businesses. Mm-hmm. As we started to sell those products, we realized that most resellers, and we call them partners, Mm-hmm. Have a you know didn't have a product problem. They had a sales and marketing problem, a fulfillment problem, a delivery problem, a performance, mm-hmm. performance problem. So we started to build out our platform selfishly to sell our owned and operated products in the reputation and listings and social space. And then as we did that, we realized that wow, this platform could sell any product. So we reached even further, and we built out our marketplace, which we just released a little mm-hmm. over a year ago. And uh, and now we can sell the full stack of products. Uh, uh, help our reseller sell that full stack of products to the small
0: business. So strategically, why is it important to have the full stack from your point of view? Yeah,
1: well, from our point
0: of view, um, you know, what we see is that small
1: businesses, um, they're really getting, um, they're in, they're in tough, Hey, eh? They're getting, mm-hmm. they don't have the technology and the expertise they need. They're getting Starbucks, Walmarted and Amazon to death. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they and they they want to buy from one place they don 't really have all the, the you know they don 't want to buy a bunch of uh, products from all over the place, so they want to buy from one trusted provider and they 'd like to buy from a cloud based uh, provider that 's you know tech enabled so our job really is to provide that entire suite of products to our resellers and turn them into a uh, you know a, a cloud based mrr you know monthly recurring revenue machine mm-hmm. turn down the churn if we so to speak
0: right. So have you seen that that, that approach has a measurable uh, impact on churn? I mean, have you have enough experience to show that? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think we do. I think I, – I believe that, you know, people think about
1: digital, especially mm-hmm. traditional organizations. Oftentimes, you know, they are used to selling a rectangle in the newspaper, and they move that rectangle online. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you were a TV company, you are selling a spot, and you moved that spot online. Um, and so they, lots of them think of digital as, as advertising dollars. Right. What's really growing is the marketing dollars. And when people buy marketing products, you know, they generally have a lower churn. They mm-hmm. also have a lower price point, so a lower uh, gross dollar. But they're also, you know, um, uh, they're just generally stickier. But it's really hard for uh, traditional companies to overcome that. So we, we definitely know that marketing products, have lower churn, yes, for sure. And the more you sell, we've seen that for each additional product that you provide to a small business, churn is about seven percent lower on an
0: annual basis. Does that have an unlimited uh, effect? I no, mean- I, you know
1: what? I, we don't know how, how far that goes. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, our, our um, as we started, we were selling one product, you know, reputation management and listings, and social. Our average basket size is going up, you know, mm-hmm. over and over that that our partners sell to the small business, but we do see the churn decrease across that spectrum. I don't know how elastic that is.
0: Yeah. How important is integration with uh, this sort of this approach? I mean, how important is it that all these things have some sort of uh, inner, inner working uh, or is it okay just to have no, a basket I, of independence? I,
1: I think it really is really, really, really important. Mm-hmm. So it's important for all the constituents. So let's talk about for the, you know, for the reseller or the partner of ours. You know, uh, what their choices are today is, you know, don't sell digital, which case you'll go out of business,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or try to pick best to breed, and uh, that's really hard to scale. Now you've mm-hmm. got all sorts of different products you're trying to understand, learn, and sell, and, uh, or, or, or to find a platform, or to build a platform. Some folks have tried to build a platform, but not, you know, not everyone has the resources.
0: Or the when, when we say build a platform, you mean you've, you've created all the solutions yourself, Basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, you try to create the solutions and or you knit those solutions together via API and you try to deliver this comprehensive mm-hmm. platform to the small business. Mm-hmm. So what we've done, you know, is we've gone out there. And so that's important to the reseller. Now, from a small business perspective, you know, they, they don't want to be getting different logins from every direction. They don't want mm-hmm. to be getting alerts and notifications that they can't control and turn off so with so we believe and that's why we do what we do with our platform is to build up one UX and UI for the small business to receive everything they they need in their in their marketing stack today. Mm-hmm. So they get all their alerts, they can get all their reports, they can see it's re, we call it prescription context tracking. Mm-hmm. So they want to track how they're doing over time. We want to give them prescription of what they need to do to be better. And then they want context. If you tell a small business, hey, I just got you 20 Facebook followers, they don't have no idea if that's good or bad. So Mm -hmm. they need context of how they compare against the industry. So our mantra is prescription context and tracking to help them understand where they are. So that's what we've done with our platform is we tried to build out uh, a marketplace of products where everything is tightly integrated. The small business really has control. The, the, The reseller, our partner, can actually switch products in and out without losing the the base data that, uh, you know, uh, that they have with the small business.
0: Okay. And, and, and is the marketplace a bit different or is the marketplace essentially performed the same way as the platform does? Well, I
1: mean, the marketplace is part of the platform. Okay. So, you know, so a retailer signs awesome. up, they they pick the items in the marketplace they want to sell, they add some of their own, and yeah. they're bringing their customers and then we market to them on their behalf.
0: Okay. So w- the data we're collecting through our Tech Adoption Index shows that there's about a 50% um, demand for, you know, just bring it to me all in one. There's, you know, about a quarter who really don't even know what the heck we're talking about. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then there's a uh, – let's call it about 20% that say, no, I want to pick and choose the best in yeah. read. Does that feel about right to you in terms of, you know, there's that segment that just resists no, I, platforms – Absolutely
1: does, and and so that those total eighty six percent, and so I think you know um, I believe that those two things aren't mutually exclusive, and that's what mm-hmm. we're trying to do with our marketplace is just make sure that we've got best in breed um, products in there, and uh, that that uh, so our reseller can can meet both of those demands. They can be the single source, mm-hmm. plus they can have best of breed.
0: Right. So your reseller community is fairly varied, right? Your partner yep. community, as you prefer to call them, yep. um, ranges from you know, media, traditional media companies on through digital, digital first companies, digital native companies, Um, what are some commonalities across all of your partners in terms of what they, you know, where they (laughs) struggle?
1: It is, it is pretty varied, you know, so Mm -hmm. I think about 80% of our companies are smaller agencies, and then Mm -hmm. we have a good chunk in newspaper, Yellow Page, and Pure Play Tech, um, and multi-locations. Uh, and they account for obviously a larger portion of the revenue. But where the you know the, the commonality is, they all want to be sp- provide a solution,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to their local business that that makes them stickier.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you
1: know, you take anyone from um you know we just signed as big as a, a company as a telco. So we just signed Telus in Canada. You know they, mm-hmm. have, they have about thirty thousand small businesses uh, that buy internet and uh, phone service from them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. When they came to us, they said, you know, we're getting – our customers are getting uh, approached all the time by, you know, Shaw and uh, uh, Bell and other Mm -hmm. cable providers. And they get Rogers, and they come in and they say, hey, our internet's $5 a month cheaper. Mm -hmm. Um, And so customers switch. But when now TELUS can say, hey, you know, TELUS is – you know, I can't switch from TELUS. They're Mm -hmm. helping me with my listings. They're responding to my reviews. They're powering my website they uh, 're helping with my digital advertising it 's a huge barrier to entry, and I think all of our customers, no matter who they are, have that same commonality. They want to service their small business they want to solidify
0: their place in the you know as, as the as the provider right yeah. and it would create barriers to entry so, and right. so you raise an interesting question you bring up a telecom again going back to our data you know we find some interesting um, uh, feedback from, from SMBs on who they sort of trust as a, as a potential source of that uh, all-in-one solution. And, you know, telecom I, uh, IP providers, uh, you know, tend to get, get some interest among small businesses. And it raises a question with us is who, who, where is the power going to shift in terms of who's going to own that SMB customer share of wallet, that, that relationship going forward? Is that going to shift? Do you see big new, newer players playing a bigger role? You know,
1: it, it's who the small business trusts um, mm-hmm. and what the small business is looking for, um, and um, you know, I think that media companies, if they get labeled um, as being unable to innovate and provide yeah. those levels of services, they're going to lose out to folks that are seen as innovative, which can be the telco or the uh, you know the, the the technology provider in the in in their city or or, or in their space. Could be Square too. Could be yeah. square. Yeah. Right. Or, or these pure play tech companies, you know, yeah. you GoDaddy and, uh, and Web.com are moving up the food chain and you've got other folks moving down the food chain. And it's mm-hmm. uh, it's really, really important that. And that's what we see as our mission is to turn our we call them partners because we don't make money if, if they don't make money. We right. turn them into, you know, tech enabled platforms because that's who small businesses want to buy from, as your survey has so rightly uh,
0: found. And uh, how how tough a putt is that? I mean, it's, we we know it's a tough putt, but how tough? You know, it it it. I I don't think it's as
1: tough a putt as as everyone thinks. I think um, you know once they're already in there,
0: so mm-hmm. they're
1: already selling some services. Um, it's a tough putt if you're going to try to build it on your own. It's a tough putt if you're not going to reach out to other vendors and at least use some technology that's there. We're mm-hmm. trying to make it into a straight putt. We're trying to make it into a little bit of. But
0: you know, um, it is. It's uh, it's not easy. That's for sure. Right. What What are some of the – so the clear mistakes that prevent you from sinking that button? I, I rarely use golf metaphors, and we're killing yeah. this one. But. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, since we're stuck in it, let's keep yeah. going. Um, I'm a terrible putter, so. <laughs> yeah, I, me too. But um, so so what are the the obvious mistakes are trying to build everything yourself? Um, what are the other obvious mistakes that are made to, to, to make that a longer putt?
1: Well, I think, you know, the technology just hasn't been there. And so some of the obvious mistakes are um, – And, and the, and the, the change that's required. So some of the sales forces obviously of of a lot of these uh, traditional companies are not set up to, to make that change. So Mm -hmm. right out of the gate, the folks that are starting in technology have a little bit of a, of an advantage. They have the right sales model, um, you know, depending on the price of the product. Uh, And by that, you mean mostly inbound,
0: mostly a lot of it's self-serve. I mean,
1: mostly inbound, self-serve and over the phone. And so it all depends on the annual contract value of the customer. Mm -hmm service them properly and i see this diy thing is lead gen right like, and a lot of people say oh diy it's never going to happen it's happening look at how many people are buying domains or other things out there it's happening
0: right so so the, I've, I've had this conversation with some others and the pushback i got was well sure domains but domains are cheap so there's like a uh, there's like a do, uh, average value cutoff for what when a small business is, is willing to do self-serve and when they want to have a um a sales interaction um do you, is, do you accept that and where do you think that cutoff is i i would argue maybe that cutoff is growing it's rising over time that's, that's what i would say i would
1: 100 yeah. percent. i would say like look look there's a lot of things that a business needs to do to get up and running and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know get uh, do what they need to do and absolutely um um you know that, that is true. So when I think about the marketing stack, I think about advertising. Do they know about you? Mm-hmm. Listing. Can they find you? Because the best place to hide a dead bodies is in the second page of the Google search results. <laughs> <You> know,
0: <laughs> I've hit a few there. No, I'm just... yeah,
1: and then, And then reputation. Do they mm-hmm. trust you? Social, do they like you? you know, mm-hmm. Insta website, can you convert them? And CRM loyalty, can you keep them? And those things are you know, difficult across the board. So I don't think anyone's going to run out and start spending a bunch of money on the advertising component. But let's go down the line to listing. Mm-hmm. You can fix listings with a push of a button today with companies like Yaxton and Uberall. Right. What, what do you think that, um, you know, that that is a DIY action? And, mm-hmm. and, and it ought to be. See, the thesis that we have is that small businesses – Either want your black box to do it for them, or right. they want you to do it for them. And mm. that line, as you said, is keeps on moving. The things that that can mm-hmm. do it now. There are some things, and bots and uh, online interaction are places where we call it "do it with me," where it just has to be that the small business interacts directly with the customer, just yeah. like did with a phone and a you know, uh, or an email. And uh, you know, people today you know, my kids don't like phone calls. They want to, they want to be on text and they want right. to be on chat and that's how they want it. And we're going to have to learn how to, how to change.
0: And also there's a distinction between self-service, self-provisioning and self-purchasing, right? I mean, you bet. I, yeah, I think no. that everyone says DIY never going to
1: happen, but DIY is always happening already. And it's super important. And that's why I call legion gen. Mm-hmm. I mean, You know, the folks that are, you know, you know, and uh, I think folks like uh, Thrive Hive, uh, Pete Canoni at the, you -hmm. know, they they, they talk a lot about um, the VSB and owning those small businesses all the way up through the path. And I think it's super smart. I think
0: uh, those people are going to be big customers one day. And their notion is like a guided uh, process, right? That's right. But it's an automated guided process. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you bet. And uh, I think that's the future of sales. Uh, be that, small I, business. I 100% agree. Yeah. So how far away are we from, I guess you can't think in terms of absolutes because there's always going to be that high spend customer that is going to have an account exec, right? Yeah.
1: But, well, but. I mean, and it, it comes down to how far are we away? I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to get all of our, or we call them, you know, our partners, we're trying to get them all there. We're investing, you know, we're going to spend, uh, uh, I did the math on, in our budget. We're going to spend just under $9 million, $8.9 million dollars, on our platform this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've made, been making that size of an investment, a sizable one for the last six, seven years. So uh, work closer every day to be able to provide that kind of.
0: Hmm. So, so what does that mean for the uh, uh, feet on the street, large deployed media sales force three to five years from now? Well
1: I mean, there will always be a customer, especially when the spend level gets to a certain point right. where, where that's going to be required. You know you see that television's uh, revenue is still going up in some mm-hmm. instances, and so I would never say that there won't there won't be a, a spectrum of of sales capabilities. I just you know as those things become easier to do mm-hmm. push a button and fix your listings, you don't need to have an in premise sales rep for that particular sale. Right. So it's right. just a, it's a spectrum, and it keeps shifting, and
0: we've got to stay with it. It's not like we haven't seen a lot of change already in, in, those, <laughs> you know, in those channels. I mean, they've, they've gotten a lot smaller and more segmented. Yeah. And uh, so this is a natural progression in that, in that direction. Okay, I want to shift gears a little bit, talk about a softer subject, and that's um, I've always been fascinated by the Vandasta culture. You know, I, I don't know exactly all about it. I know you guys – have this work hard play hard ethic you guys are on the road a lot you use social media a lot mm-hmm. um kind of describe if you could describe in a few words what, what defines your culture and why it's so important that it is the way it is sure so you know our core values are
1: respect drive innovation and agility mm-hmm. so you know we have a and, and in drive you know we want to you know we are we don't like to lose mm-hmm. um, we're always going to try to continue to win but we're going to have fun doing it mm-hmm. um innovation we're always using new technologies you know when we first started we used a you know google app engine was in uh, alpha and we used it it panned out we don't make risks like that anymore but we're, we're really trying to stay on the innovation edge and we try to be the thought leader in the space mm-hmm. um, and agility we're you know we're always trying to leave it better than we found it and we're agile and we and we make agile changes and respect is you know, we respect each other, we respect our partners, it's just, it's a, almost a Canadian thing, but it's a really important to us. Uh, uh, you know, so there's a, there is this work hard, play hard attitude, but we, we also believe that, um, you know, like a lot of software companies that we see in the Valley, it's almost like a race, it's a race to an exit, it's a race to this, it's a race right. to that we kind of have a work life balance you know it's it's a marathon and you yeah. can't be sprinting all the time and yeah, and, yeah and, you, you got to you know, recharge kind of the batteries move it that way across yeah. the line and make it better. yeah and and as far as culture you know we have a lot of those things where we have you know free lunches we've got
0: yeah. uh, please don't mention anything about a ping pong table i don't no, want to hear about
1: no that. we well we, we have foosball <laughs> <laughs> that was the next thing no <laughs> so, but you know and and people ask well why do you do these things uh, uh, you know why are you you know what's the point of these things and it isn't to have the bro culture or anything like that mm-hmm. it's actually if you step back we said a long time ago when we started we said there's certain things you have to do in life one is family you want to spend time with your family another one is sleep you need that period of sleep no matter what you do and then there's a third one is work mm-hmm. and then what's left after that is all those other tasks you don't want to do, like get haircuts and oil changes, you know, pick up coffee. And so if we want people to work more, we don't want to take it from sleep and family. We want to take it from those tasks. And so that's why we do those things. We make it easier for people to do the thing, to not do the things they don't want to do, you know, pick up their laundry and dry cleaning. We have that stuff. And we do it because it gives back time to work, not at the expense of family and sleep. So that's really our philosophy on that front.
0: Okay, cool. So you're uh, doing Vendasticon next month in Banff, correct? Yeah. Is this the second one? This is the second one. The first one was in Austin.
1: I'll tell you, we were a little nervous to bring people to Banff um, because it's in Canada, and we wanted, but we're getting a tremendous response. We're actually at the Banff Springs Hotel, which is like a castle. And I saw look, the video. It looks pretty amazing. Amazing. If you look online, like tickets to that, you know, sorry, rooms are like almost 450 bucks a night, but we bought it down. So uh, with the Canadian dollar right now, it's almost free for Americans. Almost free. <laughs> I think it's like 180 bucks a night.
0: <laughs> That's as close to the free as you get for a place like that, I guess. Yeah. So I just, uh, you know, it's, it's an expensive way to throw a party. So this what's the, what's the real purpose for Yeah, uh,
1: It's certainly not a party. Um, yeah. you know, we, we want people to come away with a number of, uh, of takeaways, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're really sh- we, in our, in our mind, we think that um, the very existence of, of, of folks that sell to local businesses is at stake. I mean, if right. we don't, uh, help them beat back the Amazons and the Walmarts and, and some of those things in the world. We're going to find ourselves, all of us, in a, in a world of hurt. So we we really want to show our, our customers, and there's a lot of content, and there's a lot of uh, talks that back up that content. We want data and takeaways, actionable takeaways for people to to leave with. And that's what we got out of Austin. People said it was one of the best conferences they ever attended. I want the same thing to be said here. We want to show them why they have to be a SaaS platform, You know why they need DIY, DIY all the way through to do it for me. Um, We want to, you know, give them examples of how they can do that, of people who've had successes and mistakes that other folks have made. Um, We want to show them that they can and should sell the full stack of products um, and that they kind of have to be, you know, DIY tech first if they're going to succeed long-term. And, you know, we can show them sort of some of the secret sauce that we have too. So our sales and marketing automation You know, where we actually use data about the business and machine Mm -hmm. learning and AI to show them who they should talk to and about what. So, you know, it's really so they can increase their sales efficiency by orders of magnitude. So we really believe that this is a, we know it's going to be a great time, but it's also going to be something where people go and come and say, this changed my business. That's what we want them to feel to say.
0: Setting a high bar for yourself, but. uh... Setting a pretty high bar. (laughs) (laughs) That's I think the bar every conference should set for itself is yeah. it, you should send people home with, you know, a list of things that they're going to do that they weren't going to do before they went to that event.
1: We oh, you know, we try to make it a little different. Like we don't yeah. we're not here to make money off this conference. The mm-hmm. you know, we've got the food and the drink is supplied. Um so it's not one of those conferences where you're just left, you know, on your own. It's a little more intimate. You get to meet people um in the industry that are influential and, and, and kind of hang out together and have fun.
0: All right, cool. Well, um, full disclosure, I will be there myself, and I'm looking yep. forward to it. We so, are uh, looking forward to having you, Charlie. <laughs> All right, great. Well, thanks, Brendan. Good chat, and uh, we'll see you soon. You bet. All right, great. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of On Target. If you have any questions or would like to be connected with today's speakers, please email communications at the org. Have a great day.